There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I'm Sean Fangirl S. Today we are talking American Gods Episode 5 and back with me again today is Mr. Gomez, not Adam. Hello. Hello! Great to be here. This is awesome. Um, Gomez and I have been getting some of the really weird episodes. Jennifer and I have had some some interesting bits, but we've just got, like, the weird ones happening. Well, and I think it's really interesting because they're also the ones that I feel are moving the plot along uh, to the best of their ability. I feel like I was reading earlier uh, that this is the episode where you finally figure out, like, sort of what the overarching plot is really about. Yes, we did get Because you're really introduced to the new gods uh, in a way that you hadn't really been introduced before. I mean, we had seen media before. We had seen the technical board before. But you just uh, wasn't really sure what was going on. Now you're starting to, Now we start getting into the meat of it. And I'm loving it. And let me tell you, and this is funny, my poor husband. Okay. He came home. I don't know how this man deals with me sometimes. He came home from work. And he normally ends up working overtime, just the way his job works with the railroad. And I'm watching, and he sits down. It was actually the replay, because I was watching it a second time that night. And he sits down, okay. and he's like, what the hell are you watching? Because it was the moment when they're in the interrogation room together. Okay. So I'm like, sure. oh, my God. Okay, watch. Watch. This is so cool. Watch this. <laughs> and... I mean, I mean, at least he didn't walk in during the Mad Sweeney Laura scene. Right. <laughs> that would have been a whole other thing. <laughs> so then we get media, then we get Mr. World, then we get Technical Boy. And he's watching going, what the hell am I watching? But I go in the other room, I'm taking out my contacts, I come back, and he's, like, so engrossed in it. I'm like, you're going to watch the whole thing now, aren't you? He goes, yeah, I think I am. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, let me warn you now. There's this woman, and there's candles. It's going to be really weird. Just just go past that. You're fine. Just get through it. Have your eyes wide open and your jaw hanging up down to the floor. We'll just go past it and you'll really enjoy everything because that was are you, are, you, are, are you talking about the opening sequence? With Bill Quist, actually. I'm like, oh, he's okay. starting yes, yes, yes. from the I'm beginning because he's never I thought watched. you meant the beginning of the episode. I'm like, are you talking about the animated sequence they did? No, but that's... Because that was a little bit... That... Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this. But yeah, I think I, I've grabbed him into this crazy world by that one scene. So Excellent. Uh, That's what we like to hear. I always bring him into some weird shit, and he, of course, and picks this. this. And this is why there's going to be a season two. <laughs> Keep sucking your friends in. Make them watch that one scene that you're loving. And then you'll suck them in, and they'll have to watch the whole thing. All you have to do is say Julian Anderson as David Bowie. That was amazing. And I mean, if you have to, if you have to encapsulate the show, 
do that. That is what you need to encapsulate. She was huh. so good. And I'm loving that she's not just like one person. She keeps changing. So she is, Absolutely. in reality, all of media. So if you really want something to freak you out, uh, a friend of mine pointed out that if you look at Ian McShane, mm-hmm. he looks like Alice Cooper. Okay, now I'm going to, like, have to think about, I guess, kind of, like, if you... With, the, with especially, like, the dark circles around the eyes uh, and sort of like that, the, kind of the haggard, more haggard appearance, like old Alice Cooper is, is what Ian McShane is going with right now. Hmm, that's an interesting like, thought. Oh, now that could be, a, now that could be a unseen. <laughs> now, I have a, a really kind of odd question. Ian McShane, like yes. I was saying with the interrogation room, his eyes looked weird. Like, was that all the time his eyes look like they're two different colors, or is it just in this episode? Well, let me let me go with something with you for you real quick. How well do you know your Norse mythology? Uh, I'm iffy, but I mean... Okay. Are, are you aware that broad Odin, strokes. Yeah. who Mr. Wednesday is, because mm-hmm. I, I feel like that, that that's out of the back at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah, they totally say it this episode, finally. Okay. So Odin, in order to gain knowledge hung himself from the world tree. Okay. And sacrificed one of his eyes. Oh, okay. Now, in modern times, if somebody has an eye put out, they might replace it with a glass eye. Okay, that makes sense. So it's very... so. And in the book, they explicitly call out the fact that one of Mr. Wednesday's eyes is a glass eye. Oh, okay. Because I never picked it up, like, up until now... And well, I don't know not, if it was just because they were, like, on his face a lot more. Well, and it's very possible. But, I mean, in general, you don't – I mean, the glass eye isn't supposed to call attention to itself, right? Well, yeah. I, I know so if you're just looking at somebody quickly, eye, yeah, you won't I, notice. And, but if you're really looking at somebody's face, and let's face it, with an actor, you're looking at their face. Uh, even if they're Julian Anderson playing Marilyn Monroe, uh, you're <laughs> most of the time going to be looking at the face, right? Yeah. So you are going to notice those things. And I think that the, the director and the way that they film it, you are going to pick up on those things a little bit more, which is great. And that's a, I mean, it's, it's those little details like that that really make a show, I feel. Okay. I, you know what? That that does make a lot more sense. I thought it was just like, have I really not been paying attention all this time and I didn't notice his eye looked like that? Yeah, but his, eyes, his eye has always looked a little bit off, but especially in the interrogation room and the way it was shot. Okay. I feel called more attention to to it. Okay. I feel better, though, that you've said that. Thank you. Absolutely. So I, we've already kind of jumped right to the middle just because I had to start with my husband watching that no, moment. No, 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 that's fine. But, I mean, that animated sequence, I think, was a great way. Cause I, I, I watched the, uh, the little bit they do the making of uh-huh. uh, at the end, and they said, this is, we were try, seeing they're trying to figure out how we would film this. Because it's essentially unfilmable, and the guy who directed the episode actually has a background in animation. Oh, okay. So he's like, oh, I'll just animate it. They were like, okay. So they went with that kind of stop-motion feel to it, and it wor- And I feel it really worked. It worked on one level. The problem is, is that I've, I feel like if you were watching it and you hadn't read the book, and you maybe can talk speak to this, it would be really hard to tell what was actually happening. I just kind of assumed kind of like the very first episode where we had the Vikings, Mm -hmm. that this was kind of another, you know, backstory, showing how one god is left behind and a new one is, um, I don't know, like, 
taken, not taken over. Yeah, no. Um, but except and, and I think it was um, in the in the book. It goes into a bit more detail. Okay. About that tribe, and about the people, and about the leaders of that tribe. So it's not just. I mean, I think we see all of maybe five people mm-hmm. that are want that are across that land bridge. Yeah. In the book, it's a whole tribe of people moving across. Well, I and, think they kind um, of alluded to that though at yeah. the end of the animation sequence when the children right. look back. And they're like absorbed into the new tribe. Yep. Um, but you had in the book it was interesting because you had like the shaman, you had the old leader, you had the scout who was a woman but dressed like a man and took a young bride and lived as a man. Oh. Uh, which is which I think was an interesting take on it because there is that there are those traditions in uh, Native American and First Nations where having somebody who was transgender was actually an accepted part of that society. Okay. Uh, and they were viewed as sort of that, that magical creep being, uh, which I think we always thought was really interesting. Um, and th- none of that gets called out in that sequence, which I thought was kind of, which I, which I thought was interesting based on the other things that this series is going for and that the show is doing. Uh, so I feel like there was aspects there that, could have been drawn out a little bit more in Warren, which I that was a little bit interesting, given the, the other ways they've done the Coming to America sequences. Mm. I I didn't dislike it. I kind of like, you know, the whole feel. It was very um, Book of Life, like the the way mm-hmm. it looked. So, I like I said, I just thought it was like, all right, we were bringing this god over, and then, well, that one's being forgotten about because everybody's dead except the kids who were accepted into a new tribe, and now they're going to accept the new god, and so on and so on. Yep. And eventually, then, no one's going to remember them anyway because all the white assholes are going to come over from you. <laughs> Not over the land bridge, but, yeah. No, but... Yeah. So, I didn't uh, even say, this is episode five, Lemon Scented You. And let me give yes. you the little synopsis, just because I, I thought this was kind of funny. Trying to work things out with his dead and unfaithful wife, Shadow's emotional reunion is re- interrupted when he and Mr. Winsay are kidnapped by the new gods. Uh, okay, that's I, okay, not I, exactly I, what I would say happened, but okay. Yeah, because Shadow is not trying to work things out with Laura. No. Just the opposite. But we do get what you were saying, how Shadow, I mean, I'm sorry, how Laura is very blunt with stuff, because he's like, you have some explaining to do. And like, she's yep. like, all right, do you want to blow by blow, or do you want broad oh. jokes? And I'm like, oh, God, Laura, really? Maybe you need to take it back a notch, okay? You were found dead with some guy's cock in your throat. Maybe you well, need to not be so bitchy, and you need to I'll, explain. But this was also the episode, I feel... But this is the episode where you realize that Laura is an asshole. Uh, I kind of felt that last episode, but yeah, more so this way. Even, even more, well, especially when you see her interact with Mad Sweeney later. But that was honestly, I'm like, that's the best thing I've ever oh, is. watched because but, Mad but, Sweeney is such an ass. Well, they, they, the creators even called it out like these are the two biggest assholes in the show. <laughs> And they're never bigger assholes than when they're interacting with each other. <laughs> it was great. I was like, hey, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and watching, like, little Emily Browning kick Pablo Schreiber's ass. Right. Was hysterical. Right. She's, like, this 90-pound soaking wet girl. 
Literally, because she's in the tub for some reason a lot. She's like, I'm so cold. And I, 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 want, I want to be warm when you touch me. I want to be, I want my warm, my lips to be warm when you kiss me. Uh, yeah, like, I don't think oh, I can get past oh, oh. the you're dead part. Yeah, it's like, okay, so we have the new poster child for fancy service. Thank you. Ew. Yeah, let's go past that. Let's not come back to that again. But yeah, hello. I, I'm sorry. You're very Frankenstein-esque right now. You got. You're not even explaining, like what's going on with the shoulder. At least be like, oh yeah, you know, Anubis put me back together. Just throw something else out there. But I loved it because Shadow's like looking at her and she's like, don't you want to ask why I'm here? He's like, no, that's pretty much par for the course. Everything's been fucked since I came out of jail. Yes. And exactly. He's just looking at her like, yeah, no, why not? Well, the, I mean, the other thing I keep on thinking about this, I even thought this with the book, was that the vows probably did explicitly state till death do us part. Right. I would assume that's usually what You're dead. We're done. Oh, man. This poor man. I feel so bad for Shadow with everything happening. And you're, and you're supposed to feel bad for him. I mean, th- I mean, he is the audience surrogate with this. Yes. Yeah, we talked about that. That's funny. I was editing our our podcast, and it was, you know, me saying that. So Shadow is like us, right? Like, this is all point of view. Absolutely. And that's totally what it is, because the more you see this with Shadow and everything that's surrounding him, the more I feel like you get sucked in. It's like, okay, this is really... Which is what a good good show should do, isn't it? Yes. Come on. Really make you connect (laughs) with this character. But every time I connect with a character... They get killed off because I watch a lot of Doctor Who and Game of Thrones and Josh Whedon. So, you know, I I trust nothing anymore. Here's the good news. Neil Gaiman does not typically indulge in decoy protagonists. Yay. Unlike, say, a certain GRRM. Yes. Who does a lot of that. Uh, And... So I mean he does. I mean he has developed other characters only for them to die. Yes, fine, but usually they come at the end of an arc. Okay, well that okay. makes does me that feel make better. I hope that makes everybody else feel better too. Uh, I mean I'm a little bit concerned about certain characters and how they're going to be treated in the show, because I didn't like how they were done, how it was handled in the book. Okay. Well, that's um, I really I I really like the extra that we're getting to see is Matt Sweeney. Because we didn't get you didn't get nearly this much Mad Sweeney in the book. All right, let let's talk about Mad Sweeney in one second because that was freaking hilarious. So let's finish this up really quick. So Shadow and yeah, Laura not really getting along, and all of a sudden we have the two birds, the two ravens go and knock on Mister Wednesday's door. I've been waiting for that. How did they just? That's like a. Hey, hey, boss, okay. yeah. Okay, again, do you know your... Yes, with your I, I know that they're, like, his his eyes, basically. And, but I'm okay. like, what the hell? Like, I wasn't expecting it. And then watching him talk to them. Yeah, and he's like, what? What? All right, hold on. It's like, all right, what what the hell is happening? This is weird. But I loved it. I, I did love it. So Wednesday goes down, knocks on uh, Shadow's door. And I love Shadow's like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, um, no, I'm tired. Just go, go, go ahead and get a drink. No, it's cool. I'm fine. And, and Wednesday, just, what is that? Cat piss and what? Cat piss and ammonia? Formaldehyde. Oh, formaldehyde. I was like, what the hell? 
It's like it smells like a dead corpse in there. Oh. Uh, <laughs> story. But I kept thinking, again, Laura's back in the tub and, like, hiding under the water. Why the hell is she doing that? Whatever. But why is she not piping up with why she's back or how she's back? I mean, she does kind of say that you gave me a gift. And he's like, oh, yep. the coin, and, and that was it. But, and I don't remember if it was something I read or if you or Jennifer had said it, that it's different because in the book it's a necklace that the coin ends yeah, up she, on? She wear, yeah, she wears it around her neck. Oh, okay. As opposed to yep. actually within her. Yes. Now, obviously, if it's in her, it's harder to just, to, you know, take it off of her. True. But poor Shadow and Mr. Wednesday all of a sudden get nabbed by some cops. And it's like, where the hell did these people come from? And it gets weirder yeah. when they show the quote-unquote evidence. And it's like, that's not from a camera. Yeah, it's the, it's the God's eye view. It was so strange. But let's get back Damn, to the hotel. Because they get carted off to uh, interrogation. The local police department. Jail because... It was the local police department yeah. there. In the backwoods, apparently. But then we get Mad Sweeney, yes, busting into the hotel room, just basically being a dick. Yes, screaming, dead wife! And, and then he meets up with somebody who can kick more ass than he can. And do you think that is just because she has the coin? Or because he doesn't, you know, kind of a little of both thing. I'm just going to point out the fact that she did kick somebody's balls up into their throat. <laughs> who is not Mad Sweet. That's true. Uh, so I think that, no, Laura really is supernaturally powered. Okay. Uh, and is not somebody that is to be trifled with in any way. Obviously. I mean, she did, I mean, she did punch through somebody's torso. I know, but I didn't think time. those were, like, people. You know, they were, like... Not they were faceless. It was weird. I didn't know what they were, but there was a lot of blood. So who knows? But, but evidently, you know, she's got a little bit of strength uh, within that frame. Yeah. Um, as we evidently saw the fact that she could flick Mad Sweeney into a wall. That was pretty hysterical. She breaks his finger and then she's stepping on it, and the whole time he's just like screaming at her and not saying her name, just dead wife. And, and just. The, the, the facial expressions were hysterical, okay. which I know is terrible to say that somebody's getting beat up, but it was so damn funny. It was. It was pretty pretty <laughs> fantastic. And then, of course, Mad Sweeney goes a little bit crazy, and he starts talking like hard shit. I'm sorry, because if you're trying to get something from her because he needs his coin back, he's like, I'll give you all of these, and she just comes to the realization that he can't take it from her. Even though he yep. was able to see it because he, like, looked in her mouth or whatever, which was weird. And he's like, she's like, oh, I have to give it to you. Well, it's inside me. And he, then he starts with the, the shit talking, like I said. With, yeah. oh, well, keep taking them baths. Go ahead, because your connective tissue. It's, it's all going to dissolve. And you're going to fall apart. You know, I'll just be able to pluck it right out of your torso. And I was like, ew. That's like all I was thinking. Was like, that's going to be gross. She's going to be like serious zombie, like all of a sudden like sliding off. And I really hope that's not what they're going with. But One can only hope. Then all of a sudden it's like he gets mad and they end up going through the glass into the bathtub. I, I think we have already established that Mad Sweeney is not the brightest light that ever shone. Yeah, that's true. 
funny. And then the police bust in, because obviously somebody called it a noise complaint. Well, yeah, I mean, you heard all the screaming, and it was mostly Mad Sweeney, because he was getting the shit beat out of him. Yes! And then, you know, he realizes that, look, she's, no, 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 look, she's fine, she's breathing, she, wait, wait. You're an asshole, dead wife. (laughs) Okay, first of all, you're calling her dead wife, what the cops are putting, you know, cuffs on you, maybe say something else. And then at least the smirk we get from Laura. So that was kind of funny. Yes. But yeah, fuck you, dead wife. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's going to go for great. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. Nobody thinks that's weird. Yeah, good job there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So let's, let's jump back to the interrogation room because. But my, I, I, I will say my, my biggest fear is that we're, season one is all we're going to see of Matt Sweeney. Oh, no. I'm liking him just because he's like, I know, so and stupidly it, it, funny. It gives me a whole new respect for not just the not just the character, but also Pablo Schreiber as an actor, mm-hmm. and being able to embody this this character. Because uh, he's been all this stuff like, yeah, fine, whatever. But I think this, I mean, this is could very well turn into a breakout role for him. Okay, uh, yeah, I I just love it. <laughs> what happens at the end too for him. <laughs> Horribly funny. Oh, this poor guy. Oh. It's almost slapstick with him. You cannot catch a break. Right. Uh, but, uh, but, I mean, we also see that Laura is really remorseless in everything except for Shadow. And I still don't feel that she has, you know, kind of that come-to-God moment, so to speak. I, I think it's very interesting to see this because Laura is obviously a toxic person mm-hmm. and was so even before she died, right? Right. So I almost feel like Shadow is overall better off without Laura in his life because he's the, she's the reason why he ended up in prison in the first place. Right. She fucks his best friend. She comes back to life and is following after him, but it's only so that she can then feel alive. Not really for anything to benefit Shadow per se. Right. It's just for her. Saving him from the lynching, obviously. Well, that was um, good. Yes, but that was, I also feel like that's still a self-serving action on her part, even though it is saving his life, mm-hmm. right? So she's not really interested in what is necessarily best for Shadow, but what, what's best for Laura. Okay. I can totally see that. Um, which I think is actually a really interesting way of looking at it in that Shadow is the is really the better half in that relationship in so very many ways. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I feel that we don't see that from we usually see the gender flip version of that. Where it's the woman who's the 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 better, more not I don't want to say faintly necessarily, but usually the better person yeah. in the relationship. And it's the guy that's the toxic asshole. And here we're actually we're seeing the gender flip version of that. And I kind of like the fact they did that and uh but she's one of those people like right now i feel like she other than the fight with with matt sweeney i feel like she has no like redeeming qualities i mean she kicks open her um she's locked up in the morgue yeah she kicks open the door kills the poor mortician and she's like eh Right, like, like nothing. I wish this was his job. I mean, there's nothing that this guy was doing that was wrong, and he's dead, and you're like, oh, well. Although, let me say, and this was all over Twitter the night of the show, 
I've never been more happy to see two hands up on top of a desk when you're looking at pony pictures. Because that was the mortician. Because I was like, oh, God, no. What? Uh, no. I got really scared. I'm going to be honest. I was like, what? please, no. That's all I kept saying. Please, no. Please, please. Oh, there's both hands. Okay. It was like a big sigh of relief. Because, I mean, we've seen weird shit. Let's yes, not play. Absolutely. We've seen weird shit in this show so far. I was just very it, happy it, that what? we didn't see any more. The show decided not to go there. I'm glad. And at least it wasn't Hello, Hello, no, not Hello Kitty, uh, My Little Pony. My Little Pony. Like, yeah, yes. I don't know if I can. He's, 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 he's looking at animals. Good for him. I mean, it's not porn. Right. Woohoo! Yeah, that's why it's like, well, okay. Yeah, sigh of relief there. Which makes it even feel worse that the poor bastard got Yeah, killed. yeah, because he might have been like, Oh, I can save that pony. I can save that horse. Yeah, and I'm like, at least... Important lesson learned, though. If you see something that's starting to bend out, don't stand right in front of it. Yeah, no. Obviously, nobody has ever watched any kind of horror films in any of these shows. to one side. (sighs) Better yet, don't even be in the same room. Yeah, if you start hearing something like that, be like, I'm going to go on a coffee break. (laughs) I'll be back in an hour or three. uh, Nick's County over? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. That's the only Starbucks open. i got to go over there. Uh, we did see Technical Boy for a moment get sucked into his own limo, I guess, earlier, a little bit earlier well, on. He, he, was, uh, <clears throat> he had to take a meeting with media. Yeah, he didn't have a choice. And this is what we were talking, media as David Bowie. And, oh, oh, so good. So good. Pretty things, even. Oh, I just can't get over that. And Technical Boy was basically being his douchey self. And it's, I think it's also the understanding that in the relationship with the new gods, media is the heavy. Oh, okay. Okay. And Technical Boy is kind of, is like the douchey underling. And that's, and that's his role. Uh, but if Mr. World is the boss, media is the dragon. I kind of felt like Technical Boy was like the newest kid, and that's why... He's going to be, like, whining. I mean, when you... And I think what's also interesting as far as media goes, in the book, it was... Media was Lucy. Yeah. And wasn't really anything else. Okay. Um, So there was really this sense that media was a stand-in for television. And I think with the way that they're doing this, they're showing that, no, media is music. It's TV. It's movie. It's... It really is media... All, encom- all encompassing and not just a specific aspect of media, which I thought was a really neat thing for them to do with that. Um, and also taking from different aspects of media. So we've got 1980s or, yeah, I guess late 70s, early 80s Bowie. We've got Marilyn Monroe, 1950s. We did Lucy Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they really, they are, they are looking at different aspects of media to pull from. Um, you've got stupid happy unicorn bouncing all over <laughs> that was so, <coughs> so funny I was like, which I was like that's how you're going to sell this That that's the point when I like I said I'm taking out my contacts and I hear my husband what the hell is this this is the upsell it's the new lemon scented you it was weird we're, we're, we'll, we'll slap your name on a missile in New North Korea and then everybody will know your name again yeah well, that's one way to do it. 
And, and just the, the look on Mr. Wednesday's face is like, are you fucking shitting me? Well, it's really cool how we had everything happen in in the uh, interrogation room. Absolutely. Because the cop leaves, has the both together, which we know that would not happen in reality. Correct. And, you know, Wednesday's there and all of a sudden, you know, his cuffs are coming off. And he's like, oh, I know the spider. So was that supposed to be Mr. Nancy there? Yes. Okay. That's, that's an Nancy. That's what yes. I thought. But, like, it was not acknowledged after that moment. So I didn't know well, if he I, stayed I, there or not. I was waiting for Linda Bloom to, like, turn up at that point. I was like, but, but, no, why not? That's why I was wondering with Orlando Jones, well, Mr. Nancy, like staying as a, a Nancy, as a spider, like as hiding spider. out where the new gods that came in didn't see him, was he maybe still under their radar? Quite possibly. Okay. So he could have heard absolutely everything. Yep. And they don't know shit, basically. Precisely. Well, yep. yeah. So we have, I loved media coming in as Marilyn Monroe, like you said. And she's floating. And I would just yes. want to know how hard it was for her to hold the pose as they have her, like, floating on whatever wires. Because I can't – I am such a klutz. Like, I would probably have been, like, face over and, like, smack my face right on the ground if I had to do something like that. I, I have no – I mean, kudos to the – It's a lot of abstract. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. But also just to her uh, – to special effects as well, so, overall. Yeah, that was really cool, and I just love the effect, and especially Shadow's face. Are you fucking floating? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so again, saying everything that we as the audience were probably yelling at our TVs. Yep. But the next moment, when we have Mr. World come in, who, like I was hoping for last time we spoke, that he'd be super creepy. He was. But... The weird oh, Michael it's, Jackson it's thing Glover happening too, when he's walking and the light, the tiles are lighting up. Yes. I was like, I was waiting to hear Billie Jean coming from the background or something. And then of course we get douchey McDouchebag pop in with his weird braided ponytailed hair. I don't know. Oh, that's. Just, I don't know what he's going for over there. <sighs> Little punk that you want to like just. Oh. I mean, that's the whole point. I, I really like the, I'm really sorry for lynching you, especially in the racially charged uh, environment that the United States is in right now, and I really don't want to add to that anger. Yeah. Like, yeah, because you're an asshole. But I love it. Mr. World's like, do you want to hit him? Do you want to punch him a little bit? And I think all the audience was like, yes. Please punch him. Please. And Shadow, after just witnessing Mr. World, like, oh, I know your name and your blood type, and this is what your face looks like when you masturbate. It's like, Okay, now we've really moved like, to the you know what? level. Yeah, it's like, I'm not sure you're really making your case there, guy. Right. We've gone over 5,000, that's for sure. Uh, and the whole time, we just had Mr. Wednesday sitting there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not going to say anything. And that's what I'm supposed to do. Until he's like, well, let's have a merger. Let, let's right. have this all. And like you said, let's the whole crazy... <laughs> weirdness with the Odin missile and and he's like oh so a truce and Mr. World's like no that would imply we're at war and I'm not at war correct and right there I'm like okay so assuming 
Mr. Nancy is hiding, perhaps, under the table. He's getting the info to possibly share with the other old gods. You know, we don't know what's happening. And right. the new gods are just like, okay, this is fine. You, you are so beneath us that it's not even worth our time. Right. Until Mr. World tells Mr. Wednesday, well, think about it. And they go to leave, and you got Technical Boy just start, like, throwing his little tantrum. He's right there. You can kill him. And then with just, like, that, well, that kiss smackdown. That the, yes. From Marilyn, which I thought was great. You know, his two front teeth come flying out. But he's, like, he's older than you can ever hope to be. He is re- Blah, blah, blah. I can't, I'm just like so excited. He I can't respect. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Technical Boy just does not have that. And I'm like, wow. Oh. But, but, so, but here's the other question. And I'm just going to put this out here. Uh-oh. Why would Mr. World, if he has Mr. Wednesday at his mercy at this point, be willing to say, you know what? We're going to give him a chance to think it over. What benefit is it to Mr. World? I feel like, I mean, obviously he knows about the other people that Wednesday is collecting, so to speak. Correct. And he, they do make mention that, you know, he should be worried about the hammer. So maybe Correct. he wants to collect more power and make sure everybody is not against him at all. Like, he is so afraid of what's going to happen to that delicate balance well, and also, he is Mr. World. He wants to be all-encompassing. Okay. I can see that. Okay. That weird rainbow thing, though. Yeah, that had to go. Yeah. Anyway. Now, the new gods have to be the ones that killed everybody, right? Because all the police, you know, everybody in the station is dead. Correct. And so when they're leaving, we have a The weird chair. tree thing. What is that? I have no idea. Okay. I was hoping you can shed some light because... That that entire sequence was not in the book. All right. Because when I tweeted that out, I'm like, somebody explained the weird tree chair thing with the eyeball. And somebody thought it was the tree of tree of knowledge or whatever you were talking about that Odin hung himself from. I'm like, but why awesome. would it... Yeah. yeah, I don't know how to say this. No, it's fine. Uh, uh, no, I, I again, I have... I, I can theorize, but, I mean, they, there's nothing in there to say, oh, yeah, that's what that is. Because I don't, that wouldn't make sense to me. Because why would it attack his man Shadow? So what do you what do you think it is? I think it's a way to drive Shadow closer to Wednesday. Okay. Because if it looks like Shadow's in danger, and the person to protect that can protect him is Wednesday, it's going to drive Shadow closer to Wednesday. Oh, so you think maybe Wednesday had doubts of where Shadow was at this po- point? Well, I also think that Wednesday is playing his own game, mm-hmm. very much so, in that it's convenient to have people focusing on Shadow and not necessarily on what Wednesday's up to. So everybody's going to be sitting there going, why is, why is this mortal important? Why is this Shadow important to Wednesday? So it's a long con. Absolutely. Oh, now that's a, looking at it a whole different way for me. Hmm. Okay, so if Mr. World and everybody else is focused on Shadow and trying to figure out where, how, what, what kind of piece is he on the board? Okay. Uh, 
they're not necessarily going to be able to keep tra- tabs on what Shadows, what Mr. Wentz is doing all the time. That's an interesting way to look at it, because I wouldn't have thought about it quite that way. I mean, I know, well, I don't know. I feel that Shadow is important more than just Mr. Wednesday, like, you know, saying, oh, no, no, he, we need him because fill in the blank, you know, because we don't know his background, and that we've had Loki, Wysmith involved, and Technical Boy, like, jumped right at for him, and Media, and we had, like, everybody trying to basically put hands on him. Right. So but why? If he's just, if he's just a con, oh, why why is he so important? That's so interesting. Okay, I'm glad you don't know what the tree is though, because that was freaking me out. Yeah, don't, and other, other than something to be like, we need a way to get them out to make them really want to leave the precinct quickly. Right. They're like, we need to go because that. Oh, thing. and we and we have to find a way to get Mad Sweeney out of the clutches of the police. Which was funny again because. Poor Mad Sweeney. Back of the police car, handcuffed. All this crap is happening inside. And he kicks out the, the window, which, come on, we know, again, not possible with the way the back of the police cars are made, but whatever. We'll give them this, you know, creative freedom. But Mad Sweeney's a little bit stronger than he looks. Yeah, How about sure. we go with that? Okay. E- even after getting, kicked, getting his ass kicked by... Dead wife. <laughs> and then he tries to get out and manages to hurt seriously hurt himself. <laughs> I I felt that. I think everybody felt that because yeah, I just like uh, no good, flipped. no bueno. <laughs> I was like, oh. And then he's running off, still handcuffed. I'm like, oh my god, Sweeney, Sweeney. I would hope that somehow he ends up meeting up with Wednesday soon. Because what are you going to just run run to Wisconsin with, you know, handcuffs on? No, it's Sweeney, yes. <laughs> That's going to be really awkward. You're like, uh, what happened? Oh, my girlfriend and I got weird and she left me like this. I don't know. <laughs> You've got to make up something at that point because somebody's <laughs> going to see you. Man. I don't know. Um, I think that was about everything because, yes, we get this weird interactions with people and like I said Crispin Glover totally creeped me out as Mr. World which I fully expected him to yeah I, I love the fact that they uh, when they were doing the original casting they said so who do you picture for Mr. World it's like oh we'd really like if we get like somebody like Crispin Glover and then they got the phone call like yeah so you're having breakfast with him tomorrow morning I'm like what and he ended up walking in like in a, in a he gets off his bicycle in his velvet suit, and he does the whole hat thing at the meeting too. When they when they were originally meeting him to do the casting, it's like, yep, okay, we found our Mr. World, got it, thanks. <laughs> oh, that's just it's great because he just has that weird. I don't know. It's like it always kind of has that guy. creepy kind of factor. I don't know. Yeah. So we still have some gods that we have not seen yet. So, anybody that you're hoping to see soon? I'm still waiting to meet Jesus. Aren't we got it. We got to meet Jesus. <laughs> and which Jesus might this be? This makes me. I, I think we're gonna. I think we might actually get to meet a couple of them. Oh, really? Yes. That'll be interesting. I didn't think that we might get more than one. Well, you mentioned more. I mean, we got Mexican Jesus. You got white Jesus. You got hippie <laughs> Jesus. I mean, 
So I'm, I'm hoping that we get to see more than one Jesus. Be Jesus. Now, I know we're supposed to get Vulcan next episode. That's okay. Corbin Burnson. So that's, nice. that's really interesting because just from the previews, he seemed like he did not want anything to do with Mr. Wednesday. Most if, if you've noticed, most of the gods want nothing to do with Mr. Wednesday. Yeah, that's true. Xenobog wanted nothing to do with them. Well, that's because he was tired of them, but the Zor- uh, Zoras didn't have a problem. Yeah, but they weren't really excited to see him either. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm still looking forward to seeing Easter. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth. Mm-hmm. We only have I, a few episodes. That's why it's like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing... Um, uh, I, I really want to see more Orlando Jones. Yes. Want to see... Because we, we got that taste. Where is he? Come on, you can't do this to us. Give us more. So... so I, I guess you like that uh, link to the shirt. I did. I love that shirt. I have to buy it. Um, Anger is good. Anger gets shit done. My, my, I showed that to my wife. She's like, yeah, maybe in about 10 years you can own that. <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> I have children. Yeah, I don't. It's fine. I can... Uh, I could wear stuff like that. I just can't wear it around certain people. I have to be careful. So, uh, what he's talking about, there was a shirt from represent.com slash Mr. Nancy. And I wonder if Orlando actually did this. Because it's going to, profits are going to um, Make-A-Wish Eastern North Carolina. So, if you're interested, that was represent.com slash Mr. Nancy. I really like that shirt. They are like twenty five bucks each, so that's the only thing I'm like, Ugh, it's a t shirt. It's a good cause though. Yeah, it is. There's a bunch of them on there too, with different causes, with a lot of the celebrities. So you don't have it. Maybe take a look, take a gander. But yep. I'm excited about these last three, and it's just sad that it's I'm saying the words the last three. Ah, <sighs> so hopefully uh, we're gonna get everything we want out of the season. And they're not going to just leave us stranded about next season. Oh, my God. It's going to be like a year until it comes oh. out. So it can be out until 2018. I know. Ah. It's so depressing when they do stuff like that. But it's so exciting at the same time. I don't know. Maybe it's just Absolutely. Me. All right. So, like we have said multiple times, you can always find everything with Fangirl Zone at www.fangirlzone.com. You have our email. You have our Twitter. You have our Facebook and you'll have all the podcasts there if you don't want to find it on every place else. But you're already listening, so you probably know where to find it. Yay! And, of course, there's Hollow Nine happening, which is where Gomez is a lot of times. But Gomez has the magazine. Uh, yes, check, check out broadswordsandblasters.com. Uh, we do Pulp Appeal every Monday. Uh, we're actually looking for people to write guest articles for us as well. Uh, just did a recent one on Happen Leonard. The Joe Lansdale series that is now, I believe, on is that Sunday? No, Showtime is the series, um, which is a great, fantastic crime series. Uh, and yeah, we, we talk Conan, we talk Cold Barbarian, we talk uh, Fafar and the Gray Mouser, uh, and also talking about some more recent writers as well, like Paul S. Kemp. Uh, we've done recently. Uh, we talked about the creator of Perry Mason. Uh, so yeah, lots of. Sc- Really cool stuff going on, and we're putting together issue two of our magazine, which will be due out in July. So make sure you look for that. But until then, you can 
listen to us talk about American Gods right here on the Fangirl Zone. And I'll probably drag Mr. Gomez into a few others if he's not kicking and screaming. So. No, not at all. This is fun. Come on. So until next time, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And Gomez, not Adams. And until next time. <laughs> <laughs>